And uh, I feel some things definite on my heart and in my spirit today. I am very disturbed about the uh, recent ruling. And uh, by the time you hear me today, you'll probably find out just how disturbed I am. And um, I, I want to help us today. There's not a lot we can do about what they have done. But there are some things we can do about what we do. Amen. 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 And uh, I, I will say this morning, I do apologize to all of our guests in advance. And, uh, but I feel a message from the Lord on my heart. I want to preach to you today. It's not a very evangelistical message, so maybe come back tonight and I might be a little more lighthearted. I don't know. And uh, we'll have a great time in the Lord. But I feel like the Lord wants to talk to us today, and uh, I feel like just trying my best to obey the Lord. And uh, I know that this is on the Internet, and uh, we, deal, we stu, de, still do have some freedom anyway. And uh, so we might push that to the limit today. But uh, anyway, I hope somebody comes see me over in Hardin County Jail. Psalm chapter 9 and verse number 17. The Bible says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Now, I didn't write it. The psalmist said that the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Lord bless you for standing. Before you are seated this morning, I would like you to lift your hands, lift your voice toward heaven. Ask God to help us. Ask God to help me to deliver the word. Us to receive the word. God, we pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost this morning. We pray for your touch. We pray for your directing and leading and guiding hand. In the precious name of Jesus, visit with us today, God. Talk to our hearts. Talk to our spirits, God. Some way, somehow, Jesus, minister to us today as a church, and we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Hallelujah. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord bless you for standing. You may be seated. To all who are interested, uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, uh, Brother Hare over in his church is celebrating uh, the anniversary, I believe, of his dad actually going to Topsy. And uh, so it's just a local anniversary service, but I will be preaching over there tomorrow night. So if you're interested, uh, you can go and uh, be with us in church tomorrow night at Brother Hare's. But I want to talk to us today from this subject, just simply Bible truths. Bible truths. I think sometimes it's very important that we get back to the basics. Amen. Amen. There is a lot to be said about uh, basics. I believe that when uh, you graduate from high school and, and uh, you go into college, there's some basic classes that is mandatory and required that you take. So there is some basic things when you start a job. You get to the basics of what you are supposed to be doing. There is someone there to teach you the basics. You might have on-job training, but you do have to get to the basics of what you are supposed to be doing. And uh, I believe that in our living for God, it is very important that we get to the basics of what we believe. And uh, what the Bible says. It is still very important what the Scripture has to say about our lives. Amen. 
Now, I, I don't want to apologize for what I have to say today, but I know that some things that I have to say today would probably contradict some of your theories and opinions and some things that you may disagree with me on. So on the uh, start of this message today, I want to tell you, and I believe that my life speaks for this, that I love each and every one of you in this congregation today. Every member of this church I dearly love. I sacrifice my time, and uh, I do not regret that for you and for your children. And uh, if anyone thinks anything different, you're welcome to come talk to me about it, but I don't believe there's anybody else that spends any more time trying to save you and to save your family than myself. I'm not trying to pin roses on myself, but I'm trying to remind you to when I say something that you highly disagree with, that you will understand that I'm doing it out of my love and respect for you. The Bible says that in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse number 20 and 21, it says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. This Bible that we hold so dearly today is not just a historical book. Amen. It's not just a bunch of stories that we read and we get inspiration from. But it is much more than that. It is the divine Word of God. I believe every word that's written in this book. Amen. I believe that it was not placed there by accident, but by the divine will and purpose and plan of God. People look for hidden words and hidden scrolls and hidden scriptures. But I believe by the will of God, by the plan of God, and by the power of God, God has allowed His Word to be preserved from generation to generation for thousands of years. And it has been translated to us. That's the reason why I feel like the King James Version is the best translation and the translation that we should use because everything else that is taken off of that loses some points. It loses some value. And I believe that God allowed it to be translated where we could read and we could understand and we could find the plan of salvation in the Word of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. It is the divine Word of God. We find in the Word of God that the Word of God gives us biblical principles to live by. We find that when the children of Israel were exodus out of Egypt, when they started into the wilderness, they needed some direction. They needed some help. They needed a plan. They needed uh, some guidelines to live by and to conduct their life by. We find that Moses went up on the mountain in Exodus chapter 20. He came down with what we know as the Ten Commandments. What were the Ten Commandments? A lot of people look at them as thou shalt not. And it's what you cannot do. But what it was doing was these laws were placed into effect to govern our lives. A lawless society is a terrible place to live. If you don't think so, just try to go live in Afghanistan, where every man is a law unto himself. Try to live in Iraq. 
try to live in Pakistan where they will do what they want to. You know why? Because there is no biblical principle for life placed in their lives. This country was based upon biblical principles and biblical truths. How do you know that killing one another is wrong? You were not born with that. You were taught that by your parents. How was your parents taught that? They were not born with that. Because the Bible tells us that we are all born and shapen in iniquity. We did not know that from birth. We were taught that. The reason why we were taught that is because in the Ten Commandments, the Bible said, Thou shalt not kill. Does it not say that? Amen. This is the way. This is what has governed this country. Is biblical principles, biblical laws, biblical guidelines that tell us how to live and how to govern ourselves. And it's set into order our sense of government today. Years ago, not too many places anymore, but the Ten Commandments was on the courthouse walls. Because that's what they govern by. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. You wasn't born with that, but you were taught that because that's what the Bible taught us to teach. Amen. Biblical truths are very important to the society that we live in today. But the danger of time and the danger of process of time is that we take things out of the Word of God that does not suit us. That does not make us feel all fluffy and warm inside. Now the commandment of thou shalt not kill is good until you take a notion to kill somebody. And then you hire a lawyer to try to get you off on technicalities to where you don't have to go to prison. The idea and the commandment of thou shalt not steal is a good law until you decide that you want something that your neighbor has. And then you go to the court of law and the court of law tells you you can't do that. You see what has happened to society is everything that displeases us, we've just opened up the book and we've tore a page out. And we say, there was a king that did that one time. They were reading the law. And the law of God says such and such, but the king says... I don't want to hear that. Get rid of that. Do away with that. And they made the Bible the law of God to fit them. That's exactly what we are doing today. The danger of taking things out of the Word of God in Revelations chapter 22 and verse number 18 and 19. The Bible says, For I testify unto every man that heareth, the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from these words of this book, the book of, of this prophecy, excuse me, let me read that over. If any, if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away His part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. What is this Scripture saying today? What this Scripture is saying to us is if we try to add anything... The plagues that are written in this book. Have you ever read about the plagues in the book of Revelation? We don't want those plagues. 
some of those plagues are being added to this world today. Because they have taken out and they've tried to add to the Word of God. If any man is going to take from this Word of God, God shall take away His part out of the book of life. You know what the book of life is? Are you familiar with that? That's where it's determined if you are going to enter into that holy city. Your name shall be taken out and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Now what is that talking about? The promises that are written in this book. Amen. This holy word. You ever heard the song? Every promise. Every, every line. Every promise in the book is mine. Well, I want to tell you when you start taking out of this book, you are taking out the promises that are in this book. And they no longer apply to your life because you have taken away from the Holy Bible. People want the enjoyment of serving God. People want the blessings of serving God, but they no longer want the commandments of God. They no longer want the law of God. People say, oh, the law, the law, the law, man, that's all legalistic. I want to tell you, this is a very legalistic book. It's full of laws. It's full of commandments. It's full of do's and don'ts and thou shalt and thou shalt not. And what we have made the church to become today is acceptable to the world. We want to be, we want to be accepted in society so the church has dumbed down the laws that are in the Word of God to fit our way of thinking. I want to tell you, I have read things in this Word that did not go along with the way that I thought things ought to be. But you know what? Instead of trying to twist the Word to fit my opinion and my way of thinking, I twisted my mind and wrung my heart out to understand that the Word of God is right and my will and my way is a wrong way to go. Amen. I have, I have personally taken some personal stands <clears throat> that, that I feel is biblical truth and things that I should do and things that I should not do. I do not demand this out of everybody, but I feel like it's what God would have me to do. Some of these personal stands and personal things that I have taken on myself that I will not do, I have had to tell you, no, I won't do it. Amen. I have had to tell you, I won't be there. I'm sorry. I love you, but I can't do that. Some has gotten a little upset. Some has understood and appreciated my conviction and my stand for truth. There are some things that I said from the very beginning that I shall not do, and I still have not changed my mind because it's still the biblical way to do. I know people get messed up in life. I understand that. I know that people have difficulty in life, and I understand that. And I try to be a very patient and kind and understanding shepherd over the flock of God. But I want to tell you, the Bible still teaches us very strongly that it's still one husband and one wife till death do us part. I understand problems occur and problems happen. I understand that some people cannot coexist together. And it seems like the only way is the alternative way. But let me tell you, it was still never the plan and the will of God. And what I encourage you, you that have fought these battles and went through these things, please teach unto your children that there's still a right way to do things. 
Amen. Amen. Don't criticize the stance because when you criticize, you are criticizing not me, but you're criticizing the Word of God. Amen. Divorce has never been good. It's never been healthy. It's always been a problem. Even in biblical times, Moses wrote a bill of divorcement because of the hardness of their heart, because people could not coexist together. But Jesus said in the New Testament, it was never my plan. It was never my will. It was never the way that I wanted things to be. And it's still just that way today. It's still the way. It's still the way. It's still the right way. Amen. And there's some wonderful people in here today. And don't take this as I'm, I'm pushing off on you. I'm coming to a point. But there's some wonderful people in here today. I know you're in your second marriage. I love you. Amen. I, I admire you. You're wonderful saints of God. Amen. But I want to tell you the way that we keep this thing from happening over and over is stay with biblical truths. Amen. There's some things I've done in my life that I I am not proud of. But what I tell my children is, hey, don't do what I've done. I want to tell you there's a better way. God's way is still the best way. God's way is still the right way. God's way is still the holy way. Amen. There is things that I have said that I... I won't do, and I've had, I've had a challenge, and I know people say, oh, and it's your kids or your grandkids, you'll feel different. Pray that I don't feel different. Because I don't want to change. I don't want to give in to the society that we live in. And pray to God that I never have to go through that situation. Amen. Just to prove your point of being wrong or right. Okay? Because I feel for you. I feel sorry for you. I know this is not what you want. But I want to tell you what is happening is the world has crept into the church. The Bible still teaches us that it is wrong for people to shack up. Amen. It's not the plan. It's not the will of God. Amen. The Bible still teaches us that there is a right way, that there is a blessed way, that there is a holy way, that there is a righteous way. I know people make mistakes. I know people fall into sin. But children that are born out of wedlock, it's not the plan of God. And we should not reward those who fall into sin. Amen. Sure we are to love them. Sure we are to pray for them. Sure, we ought to let them know that we care. Amen. But how can we be happy and excited about sin? Feel my heart today. Feel my heartbeat and my passion today. I ask you not to get upset at me because I preach biblical truths. There's a right way. It doesn't matter if it's my children. It doesn't matter if it's your children. It doesn't matter whose grandkids it is. Amen. I've had to stand. I've had to take a stand. It wasn't easy. It would have been much easier to give in, but, but I, I, I just, I just holding on. I believe this word is right. I believe it's the right way. And when we start watering it down and diluting it and taking out things that no longer fit us because of problems that we have in life, amen, where do we stop? Where do we stop? Where do we draw the line? Because it was uncomfortable for me, I did away with that. Because it was unsuiting to me, I marked that off of the list. Amen. Amen. There's some things that are absolute in the Word of God. 
We have got to teach them to our children diligently when they wake up in the morning. If you have a child that goes off into false doctrine, it's still not right. Amen. We have got to stand for what is right in the Word of God. We've got to make a stand. What matters? See, what has happened in society is that nothing really matters. This happened in the book of Judges. There was no king. There was no leader. And the Bible said every man done what was right in his own eyes. They got away from the laws of God. They got away from the commandments of God. They got away from the plan and the will of God. And they started doing whatever seemed to be right. It wasn't long until they were marrying and giving in marriage. It wasn't long until they were worshiping false gods and idols of the countries who God had delivered into their hands. It wasn't long till their children knew absolutely nothing about truth. And who Jehovah was. What has happened? I am, I am disturbed today when I see things that are happening in our society. I am very disturbed today when I see what is going on and the praise and the notoriety that perversion gets. Amen. The things that are going on in our country should stir us to the core today. But I want to tell you one of the greatest culprits to what is happening today has been the very invention of television. The invention of television draws a line between family time and entertainment time. Even in the very beginning, one man, I believe, that had the great hand in the great invention said it will be the destruction of America as we know it. We have lived long enough that we see that used to what was wrong with I Love Lucy, what was wrong with the, the, whatever, all of these old programs and all of these old sitcoms. There was not a lot of vulgar, uh, vocabulary in them. There was not a lot of activities that was wrong. But what happened was they were imitating what was going on in life and society. But now the role has changed. And now society is imitating what is happening on the television. And today, where what teaches our children, it's not us that spend time with them, but it's the Hollywood perverts. It's those who are making movies that glorify murder, that glorify rape, that glorify drug use. It is a society today that is taking our children just like the Pied Piper that said if you don't want to pay your bill, no, you have survived. You have made it through. You are rid of the rats. But it has desperately affected our children and the group that is growing up today and the society that they are dealing with. And the Pied Piper has come home to play his little and say, oh yeah, I may not get you, but I'm carrying your children along with me. It is amazing to me that the target voters of our society is not those that are middle-aged or elderly. But what do they say? We've got to get the 18-year-olds out to vote. Why? Because they have them brainwashed. I didn't expect a lot of amens, but I'm telling the truth anyway. When I get through today, you might be mad, but you'll have to say it's the truth. 
making fun of the family is what Hollywood does best. You look in the 80s and you'll find that the sitcoms for your everyday watching entertainment was making fun of the traditional family. The father was always a dummy that didn't have enough sense enough to get out of the rain. He was a clown. The wife was the leader, contrary to biblical principle. I said that's contrary to biblical principle. Amen. But little by little, we sit around and we laugh and we joke. And oh, ain't that funny until it grew up in the 90s. And then it was the children that was disobedient to parents. Not only was the mother making fun of the father, but the children were making fun of the father and the mother both. It was yes, it was no, it was uh-uh, uh-huh, instead of yes sir, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir. Instead of all of these principles that we have placed in our life to guide us and to direct us into the society that God would have us to be, little by little they came in undercover, under the radar, and they sat there and they laughed as your position was being made fun of. As the role that you played in your children's life was being taken very lightly. Until then, where, where did society get? How did we come to this place in life? How did we get to where we are today? How did we evolve into what we are today? How did we move into the direction that we are today? Every cartoon, even the holiest of holy Disney, promotes homosexuality, promotes witchcraft, And I want to tell you, feeding yourself on so much garbage is affecting us. It's affecting the church. No longer is preachers and fathers our heroes. No longer is leaders of the spiritual source our heroes. Dads, you are not your children's hero any longer because LeBron James have taken their place. Because Tom Brady has taken their place. Because Des Bryant has taken their place. We wear shirts advertising their name written across the back of them. And you know what you're saying? I'd like to be like they are. I'd like to make the money they're making. Who wouldn't want to make the money they're making? But you know what they are promoting to society? You can cheat. You can rape. You can kill. You can steal. You can do drugs, and you can still be popular. And when you get out there on Sunday, it doesn't matter if you beat your wife Monday or not. But brother, when you get out there on Sunday, everybody's going to be chanting your name. Everybody's going to be screaming your number. Everybody's going to be calling your name out. Why? Because that is the heroes of our society. Boy, it's quite... And it's tight, but it's still right. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 5, Isaiah chapter 5 and verse number 20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet 
and sweet for bitter? Woe unto them who says this is the way you should do it, but it's contrary to biblical principle. Amen. What have we learned from Hollywood? I'll tell you what we have learned from Hollywood. We have learned that premarital sex is okay and accepted in our society. We have learned that adultery, you don't have to marry one man or one woman for life, but you can change partners and it's glorified. Amen. Today's uh, 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 soap operas, everybody has been with everybody. Everybody's connected to everybody. Everybody's been sleeping with everybody. Everybody. That's what it's promoting. That's what it's taught society. And that is the nature that society has taken on. It's taught us that living together, shacking up as it once was called, but that's no longer politically correct, but it's a relationship is right. That's against biblical principle. It tells us that children out of wedlock is okay. It tells us that drinking is perfectly fine. They tell us don't drink if you're under the age of 21, but movies promote alcoholic beverages before you are over the age of 21. They tell us don't smoke cigarettes until you become of age. But if you watch enough movies, you'll see young teenagers that's lighting up. What are they promoting? I want to tell you that's the reason why society is in such a dilemma today. It teaches us I was reading, and I, I do read the entertainment section of the paper, try to stay up with some a little bit of what's going on in society today. And uh, I, I often find it uh, amusing and entertaining when you go into a place of business, Best Buy, or, or uh, uh, Sam's is real bad about it. they got a guy there that's standing there selling direct TV. And uh, they ask me, what, what, what kind of... TV source. You, are you interested? I said, no, I'm not interested. He said, come on, man. The other day one stopped me. He said, come on, tell me what kind. You have cable, you have direct TV, what do you have? I said, man, I don't even have a television. He said, you're one of them, ain't you? I said, yeah, I'm one of them. Amen. Amen. They teach us that drug use is perfectly okay. I read the headlines of some movies that are coming out. It says, rated R for nudity, rated R for drug use, rated R for killing and blood gore, rated R for all of these other things, language and all of this. And man, people are flogging in there. What are you promoting? I want to tell you, when you start feeding lustful desires, they are never satisfied. The Scripture tells us that we were born and shaped in iniquity. And when you start feeling that, that's the reason why a 21-year-old can walk into a church and pull out a gun and start shooting and kill the preacher and kill people in the auditorium. Why? They've seen it so much. That evil spirit was there. And it was cultivated by society. Believe it or not, say what you want to. It's still the truth anyway. Amen. Amen. Stealing is okay. Murder is okay. Disobedient to parents is perfectly okay. Now, everything that I have read that this society promotes is in direct disagreement with this Word. Now, my question to you today is, what are you going to believe? Word versus society. Biblical principle versus society.
Bible still right? The other day, I heard a song that I cannot even repeat the words to because it is so vulgar. But this rapper was singing about how that he smokes a little, he drinks a little, he does drugs a little. And I cannot repeat what else he said that he does. That's what's pumping into the brains. They are desensitizing this society. And I'm sad to say, but we as a church have become desensitized. When used to, you could preach like this and people would be swinging from the chandeliers. But now you preach like this and they say, Lord, I hope we shout tonight. Why can't He tell us that we're going to make it? I'm going to tell you that in just a little bit, but I'm not through yet. Amen. But society has dumbed down biblical principle. All of this is okay. And a lot of this is what we have already written off. I'm sorry, but I don't feel like that it's just natural for my kids to have to partake in alcohol beverages. I don't feel like it's just the process of life for them to go out and sleep around. I don't feel like it's a process of life for them to take part in all of these things. I don't think it's a process of life for them to try drugs. There's a God that is bigger than sin. There's a God that is greater than this society. There's still a great big God. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus looked at the Apostle Peter and He said, Peter, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But then he stopped and he said, But I have prayed for you. I want to tell you today, I'm praying a covering over my family. I'm praying a covering over this church. I'm praying a covering over these young people. I'm praying a covering over these young married couples. We don't have to give in to society. We don't have to go away with the world and what the world says we have to do. So where are we at today? This gets us to the place that we have come to today. Now all of these things, I would think that the majority of us already believe these things that I have mentioned. But where it has gotten us to today that in the 2000s, at the turn of the century it began to be promoted On what? On television. The devil's greatest tool to men raising a family. Sitcoms with sissified men in them, prancing around, wearing his little sissified clothes, looking like a homosexual. And he was always the funny one. He was always the one that got all funny more ways than one. He was the one that always got all the attention. <laughs> and they sat around and laughed. <laughs> Look at him. It was just laughing because of making fun at first, but then it become so close to us and it becomes so natural to us to where you watch it now and you don't even notice that they're there. You go to church and don't even notice that they're there. 
I, I like these boys. Look at these boys. Stand up, guys. Stand up. Stand up. All you boys. Look at them. Turn around and look at that, look at that congregation. No little sissified pants. No little flowers on the lapels. Turn around and look at them. Amen. They look like real boys. That's the way it's supposed. Now that's normal. Stand up, girls. Stand up. All of you young ladies, look around here. They look like young ladies. Now that's normal. They don't look like something that says, well, I woke up this morning and I decided I was a man. What's wrong with this world? What's wrong with this crazy society? They are calling what is good evil and evil good. They've perverted, they've twisted. Now, I'm not through, so just hang on just a little while longer. I know it's 1127, but maybe you'll come to church, get in the prayer room tonight, come out here and shout, and you won't have to listen to me again. But I miss Wednesday night, so I'm going to make up for that today. Amen. But what is society promoting? I am sick and tired of going to apostolic churches. And seeing a bunch of boys that look like homosexuals. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I've had it. Amen. The Bible still tells us to come out from among the world. Be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. It still says no effeminate person is going to inherit the kingdom. Amen. Amen. What has got us to this place that we are in today? They promoted it. About four years ago, I was reading in the paper where it says some new, the new modern family. I guess it was a TV program that was coming out. The new modern family. And it had these guys standing there and a picture of them. And up over the hearth, over the fireplace where the family portrait would hang, there was two men and about three children. One, I guess, was the husband and one was the wife. And they both looked like they could qualify for wives. New modern family, where did they put that? Right there on that screen that babysits your children. That babysits the children, I hope not your children, but babysits the children of America. And they pumped that and they promoted that and they showed it over and over and over again. And you know what happened in homes? One day, Billy Bob gets up and he says, I feel different today. I feel like I might should have been a girl today. And then Susie gets up on the other side. I feel different today. Maybe I should have been a boy. I think I want to be a boy now. I think I was born. No, God did not make a mistake. The song is wrong that says you're born that way. You were not born that way. What happened was you fed a lustful spirit. You, you played around with the lustful spirit. You got a lustful spirit inside of you. And when that was promoted to you, it stirred something up. No, oh, I feel like preaching just a little while right now. Amen. It's still the truth. It's still the truth. It's still the truth. Hallelujah. And so the politician says, we've got them brainwashed now. We've got them thinking like we want them to think. The colleges brainwash you. They might teach you a lot of things, but they teach you some things you don't need to know. Your professor might have all kinds of letters before his name, even following his name. 
But that doesn't mean he's right on biblical principles. I know I can't get in a war of words with the professors of the college, but I guarantee you they can't explain anything to me about this Word. I know more about this Word than they'll ever know about the Word of God. And I challenge them today. They don't believe that this Bible is correct. They don't believe it's the truth. And don't let them convince you that this is not the Word of God. Their way of living is not the right way. Amen. So it has gotten us to this place to where the votes have been cast. The decision has been made. Obama never targeted the 60-year-old group. He was giving away cell phones to those who were living off of the government. He was buying votes to them who he promised that we'll take care of you and we'll give you health care and we'll make the 60-year-olds and the 50-year-olds pay for it. A socialized medicine, a socialized government that has failed all over the world. It's never worked and never will work. But they brainwashed people into voting. The inner cities come out and they voted for this guy that we call president. And so their agenda has been cast. He sided with the homosexuals. He sided with the liberals. He has destroyed the Constitution. He has went above his ability to govern. And he's become his own government. And nobody does anything about it. So the ruling come out that marriage is no longer described as one man and one woman. But it can be two of the same sex has a right to get married. Hillary Clinton comes out and she says this, While we celebrate the progress won today, we must stand firm in our convictions to keep moving forward. Now let me ask you, Miss Hillary, what in the world are you talking about moving forward? In what direction? In this same direction, what comes next? It's shutting up mouths like mine. It's locking the doors on this church. Oh, we live in America. We live in America. It's a hate crime to say what I'm saying today. It's already on the books. It's already in place. It's already there. And we have been sitting here just relaxed, enjoying the good times. President Obama said, Today we can say in no uncertain terms that we have made our union a little more perfect. Excuse me? Can I read you what the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 20 and verse number 13? If a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with the woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall utterly be put to death and their blood shall be upon them. It's what the book says. That's the same book that tells you you can't kill your neighbor. That's the same book, Judge, that says that you can't steal. It also tells you that mankind can't live, lay, lie with mankind as he would lie with the woman. It's still an abomination in the sight of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 
Oh, it don't say that in the New Testament. Excuse me. Romans chapter 1, verse 21 and 22 says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imagination and foolish, and their heart was dark, their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. That's what the Bible says. They say, oh, we're wise and we're an open society. We're open-minded. I want to tell you, there's some things you need to keep your mind closed to. I'm not open-minded about this. I'm very biblical-minded, and I am biblically sealed, and you're not going to change my mind. It's still the right way. It's still, it's still the right way. It's still the right way. It's still the Bible. It's still the book. It's still correct. It was good for 2,000 years, and it's still relevant in this society that we live in today. Wherefore, look at verse number 24. I would like to read the whole chapter, but for the sake of time, I know it's going late. Verse number 24, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness, through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who gave them up? God gave them up. And I know what happens here is this all comes home. And we're all, I'm sure about every person in here can look somewhere in your family tree. And there's somebody of this way that is kin to you. I have them kin to me. You have them kin to you. I'm sorry about that. I am sorry about that. But because I had a first cousin, it doesn't change this Bible. If it's my children, it don't change the Bible. If it's my grandchildren, Lord bless me to have grandchildren. If it's my grandchildren, it's not in this Bible. The Bible says God gave them over because they had a lustful spirit and they lusted after these things. Romans chapter 1 verses 26 through 28 tells us, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change in natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their own lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves a recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Where are we today, church? We are in a society today that does not like to retain God in their knowledge. You can use God. You can use Lord in a public prayer. You can say what you want to say about this or that. But don't make reference to the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is offensive to people. Because the name of Jesus, what does it do? It condemns people. Now, Beaumont's not a large city, but this is Beaumont Enterprise from yesterday. Does this look like a nation on the move in the right direction? Court let freedom bell, wedding bells ring. 
I don't even want to stand behind the pulpit and even open this newspaper. It's appalling to me. It's disgusting to me. It's disgusting to us as a country and as a nation. This is against the commandments of God. It's against the commandments of God. This has never been right. It's never going to be right. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for it, and He will judge America. This is sickening also. Obama delivers a message at a church. He sings a holy song unto God. While on the other hand saying, we have just made the greatest move. Now, now pardon me, but did I not just read something out of the Bible that says this is not a great move? Front page of Houston Chronicle also has a gay mayor that's also married to her, whatever. Wedding bells is ringing. Justice is served. Marriage for all who are in love. Can't you just feel the love? I don't feel love. I feel perversion. City and state, standing, even in Austin, they colored the wall rainbow in celebration to the gay rights and the movement of homosexuality. We've come a long way, baby. But I'm scared we haven't went in the right direction. I'm scared we've moved in the opposite direction of what God wants us to move. Now, what I want to bring to all of our attention today very strongly, and I am closing with this. What has happened to this society is happening to the church of God. Because when things displeased us, and the Word of God contradicted what we wanted to do, we took it out. We are headed to a lawless society. Because how can we say that murder is wrong when the same book that teaches us that teaches us that homosexuality is wrong? You take this Bible for what it says. Every word, every line, or you don't take it at all. We've got to get back to biblical truths, church. We as a people, we as a nation, has to get back to biblical truths. Take me back, O God. Is your entertainment worth the promotion of perversion to your family? I don't care if you're TV is really obsolete. I mentioned TV because that's very familiar with everybody. But right here, right here, it doesn't matter if it's on your computer. It doesn't matter if it's on your phone. It doesn't matter if it's on your iPad, on your smart device, whatever it may be. It's promoting the same thing. We've got to stay away from it, church. If we do not stay away from it, just five years ago, five years ago, five years ago, the majority of the country was totally against same-sex marriages. But today, I think it's a 58% percentage pro-gay marriages. The lines that we have drawn, the boundaries that have been placed 
in order. When we start moving them, church, there's no stopping point. Lust is never fulfilled. Lust is never fulfilled. Sexual perversion is never fulfilled. I want to tell you what's coming. Relations with children is coming. Because when you start feeding lust, it is never, never satisfied. Bestiality is coming. Because when you start feeding lustful spirits, it's never satisfied. He's, oh, you're crazy. You just wait. I sat in the court the other day and watched a judge let a man off on probation for molesting three children and over 400 images of child pornography on his device. And sentence a man to prison for much less that had paid all of his fines. It's coming. Persecution against the church is coming. It's coming. It's coming. We have a responsibility, church, to do everything that we can to evangelize this world. To tell people, Jesus is coming. It's not going to last much longer. I know you've been hearing this. I've been hearing it all my life. And I never dreamed of the day that I would get up and read the newspaper as I read yesterday morning. The Lord is coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Comfort ye one another with these words. He's coming back. I know society is bad. But Jesus is coming to take us out of here. There's a better home awaiting. There's a better place awaiting. There's a brighter day. There's a brighter day. I want to hear Him say, well done. Lift your hands. Lift your voice to the Lord. Let's worship God right now. Help us, Holy Ghost. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Somebody reach out to God.